to see our folks back in church, Lord, to see our loved ones and their burdens carried to the altar, Lord, where things can get done. Lord, we're so grateful and honored uh, for a house like this, Lord, a house of worship that points towards you. God, we're just so grateful this morning. In your holy name we pray. Amen.
If some morning I am gone from this vale of tears, I'm going home to live again. I am going on a trip when I say goodbye. I'll live again, again over on the other side. I'll live again, again over on the glory train. I'll sing and shout with the mighty angel band. You'll see, you'll see me
I was sitting there thinking about, man, maybe I might have somebody open up, and I was kind of praying about it. And I know what Terry means now uh, when he said, man, sometimes people don't want to look at you. I tell you, I watched all them boys come down. They just walked right guys. I couldn't get me a lick of help, I tell you. But uh, I'm so thankful. I like to joke around and stuff, but this is such a serious time. And we'll ask you to stand. We're going to ask if anybody has an unspoken prayer request. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Appreciate yours, appreciate that. Anybody else? before we go to the Lord in prayer. If not, why ask Carl to lead us.
like to ask if anybody's got a song or a testimony on their heart this morning. Anybody at all? Sure is good to be here. I appreciate all the faces we see this morning. You know, I was sitting there wondering, I thought, well, you know, who's going to be here this morning? But uh, I'm glad to see each and every one of you and tickled to see you. And uh, I just pray that the Lord gives you something you'd get up and share it with us. So if anybody has anything, I, I'd appreciate it and the Lord would too. Pray for them. Children, bring home. 
is mine. The graves will then burst open. We'll hear the trumpet sound. Then we shall be like Lazarus and rise up from the Anybody else have a song or testimony? Anybody at all? Well, you really pray. Um, you know, I, I can't preach. If you're expecting me to, you're not going to find it here. But I need you to really pray for me. Um, like all the rest of you, I've got problems in my life. I've got trials. And I lean on the Lord every day to walk me through them. I walk, walk real close by nowadays, it seems. Because I've got a lot of problems in my life. And... Uh, I've come to find out that when people say, man, Jordan did a good job preaching, they might as well just say, God did a good job preaching. Uh, I've got no part in this but to be a mouthpiece. And uh, it comes through the church and the spirit of the church praying. And uh, it comes with God teaming up with them to give the preacher something. And, uh, you know, I can stand up here and I can read some verses, but I want to be able to preach. I want to be able to see the ones that are sitting in the crowd this evening or this morning that are lost get saved. Uh, I want to see those of you that have been struggling and haven't been at church and haven't been doing what you're supposed to to get back up here and get right. Um, I want to be able to be used by God to help you. I don't stand up here for my own benefit, but I come here because God gave me a love in my heart one day to come and do a little piece for Him to help others. And uh, that ought to be our ultimate goal when we come to the church house. And uh, I'm so grateful this morning to just have an opportunity to tell you how good God's been to me. Yeah. How good He's been in my life and how He's changed it forevermore for the better. You say, preacher, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, hopefully I can be able to preach it to you a little. So you pray right out of the depths of your heart this morning. And uh, really just, uh, uh, you know, keep in mind... Uh, uh, God is an all-knowing God and an all-possible God, but we got to be willing to get there. So uh, if you would, turn with me.
And uh, I've kind of been debating. I'm not exactly sure where I need to read from, but I know the uh, Lord's given me a couple spots, and um, I've kind of been thinking a little bit about uh, this verse here in chapter 4 in Zechariah, and I kind of touched on it a little bit in tent meeting, but I feel like God really wants me to read it this morning, and I kind of thought maybe He might take me somewhere else, but this is where I think we need to go. And uh, like I said, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep and said unto me, What seest thou? And uh, that's all I want to read out of that. But uh, I want to ask you this question. How many of you are awake this morning? How many of you came with a purpose this morning to see your people saved? How many of you came with a purpose this morning to see all those in your family that are struggling get back and get right? Um, I was thinking about this scripture and, uh, you know, one of the things that kind of got my attention was, uh, you know, the Lord came by my way not too long ago and woke me up out of a slumber. And uh, I'm going to be as transparent as I can with you this, this morning. In April, I went through a hard time. And uh, just like anybody else, we all do. But I went through a time where I got into a spot where it was real dark. And I thought, Lord, I really need your help. And uh, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Life just kept passing and hitting me by. And uh, I was thinking about this as I was on vacation this week. I was sitting there watching the waves come in. And after wave after wave would come in, I got to thinking, I thought, Lord, you know, how far do those waves come from? And some of those waves, they only came from just outside the shoreline. Some of them came from thousands of miles away. But at the end of the day, every wave hit the beach and disappeared. Every wave hit that shore and was never seen again. That same wave was never made ever again. I got to watch that wave on its last days hit that beach. And I thought about this. There's so many of us that the devil has manipulated saying, I've got plenty of time. I've got all my days ahead of me. I've got so much of life that's going to be brought my way. Let me tell you folks, if you look at the great green wonder God's made for us called this world, it gives us warning saying our days are numbered. It gives us warning saying that we don't have as long as we think we do. I'll tell you for a fact, you know, I buried my grandpa this spring. I thought that man was going to live forever. (laughs) I really did. But praise God, he had something inside of him that changed his outcome forever. Instead of him just dying and going to the grave, he had something that Jesus Christ did for him on the inside that made sure that he would live forevermore. And, uh, you know, as those waves, you know, and all the different things in the world, the flowers that die and never come back, I tell you what, I'm glad, Sean, that I'm not dying and not coming back, but I'm just going to sleep for a little while. And that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go to live in a place so beautiful and rare that we don't even know the full story of it. Think about that. How sweet heaven is. A place that we can't even comprehend with this feeble little mind. A place so wonderful and grand that somebody was willing to come and die on a cross so that you could get there. Somebody was willing to come and take all the sins, all the wrongdoings that you would ever do in your life, all the things that you've done in your life. He bore them on Himself and took them to a lonely cross on Calvary so that you could have an opportunity 
to get saved and go to that glorious place. I tell you what, if that ain't love, I don't know what is. You know, I think about how good God's been to us. How wonderful He's been to us. And I keep going back to the day of the crucifixion. And I still can't wrap my mind around how God was willing to do that for me. Knowing all the things I would do. Knowing all the things you folks would do. He still came willingly. You know, He saw us as waves coming across the ocean. Some of us with a little bit of time. Some of us with a long journey. But each one of us, He knew we were going to be crashing into the beach and we were going to end one day. I'm glad that when He saw Jordan Martin at eight years old, He thought, you know what? His life is but a blink of an eye. He's got to get something that will take Him on to the other side. And praise God, when He spoke to my heart, what a great day. But fear set in. And uh, this is kind of one of the things I've been thinking on this week. What fear does to a person. You know, we look at life and we see fear and sometimes fear can be a negative thing. Sometimes fear can be a positive thing. And uh, I look around and there's been times where fear set into my life and it's taken me to a low spot. And it's taken me to a spot where I didn't understand. And it took me to a spot where more and more fear came in until I was afraid. You can get overwhelmed with fear to a point where you're afraid. You know, and I'm, I want to get to this point. You know, there was so many times in my life and so many people in the Bible, uh, you look at the Israelites when they were facing the, you know, the Philistines. They were afraid. They didn't have fear. They were afraid of Goliath. But there was one little boy that said, I'm a, I have fear, but I know a man who can take care of it. He didn't let fear overcome him. He didn't let fear take over his life. He didn't let fear consume him into being afraid. But he said, I'm, I fear the Lord more than anything. And I'm going to rely on that. Let me tell you something about the world. You get too far into it and the devil will take fear. And he'll manipulate it in a way that says, Well, bills are being paid. They're due this month and I don't know if I can pay them. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to work Sunday. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. He's got you off balance right there. He's going to say, well, my kids are struggling. My kids are doing this. My kids are doing that. And fear will set in and it will make you afraid. There's so many things that the devil will use to strengthen that fear into you being afraid. But praise God, it says, fear is the beginning of wisdom. And this is what I want to get at. How many times in life do we use fear to educate ourselves on something? And just stick with me. I know this is a lot, but... There's a time in my life where I was very fearful about something to the point where it had all of my attention. If I was an animal out in the wilderness, it would have been like a lion was coming in on me. I was fearful and I knew without a shadow of a doubt where it was, who it was, where it was coming from. I can tell you the whiskers and the number of them on its face. I educated myself because of the fear that was in me. And I'll tell you, that's exactly how I felt the day that the Lord came and convicted my heart. I felt like a defenseless animal. I felt like I was nothing. And the fear that overset me in my heart, it showed me that I needed to find out what in the world this was. And it allowed me to educate myself. And it allowed me to see that I didn't have no reason to be afraid. I didn't have no reason to let the fear overtake me. Because what was coming for me was coming to help me. 
that it was set aside for me since the beginning. And I'm so grateful that God delivered not only me out of fear, but He delivered me out of the grave. He delivered me out of sin. He delivered me out of so many dark things that were going to be set upon me the day that I died. But praise God, the day that I died as a, as a sinful young boy, I rose up as a great Christian, a man born of Christ, a man set aside, uh, not a, of this world, but living amongst it to help it now. That's what our purpose is. That's what our goal is. We shouldn't let fear overtake us, but we should take fear and educate ourselves with it. And allow ourselves to become more than what we thought we could. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The one true King. That's what the Bible tells us. I'm grateful uh, for that scripture I was talking about earlier. Where it says, wake up. You know what? We've got to get awake this morning. We've got to get active this morning. I don't know about some of you. I know some of you wake up, seems like at 5 o'clock every morning. I'm not one of those people. Don't, Don't get me wrong. But I tell you, I remember as a kid, and I, I kind of talked about this in tent meeting, but I remember as a kid, if I stayed in bed past 9.30, I was getting a call from my dad. What are you doing? Have you done this? Have you done... And it seemed like the longer I slept, the more things he added onto my pile. Uh, to the point where I think he knew if he added enough, I wasn't going to get them done, and then I'd be in trouble. And uh, I tell you, folks, sometimes I feel like, as a Christian, I'm sleeping in till 10 or noon, and I'm just wasting my day away. I'm wasting my time not helping my people. You know, there's some of you that are up at the crack of dawn worshiping the Lord, and there's some times I feel like I might not be there. I feel like there's times there's some of you that aren't there. And uh, I'm telling you, the Lord's blessed me with this message to really pray. But I feel like there's some of you that are still waking up at 3 in the afternoon, and there's some of you that are staying out late And doing things that you shouldn't do. And then you're waking up way late into the morning. And then you're asking yourself, well, I don't know why everybody's always getting on to me. I don't know why the Lord's always picking on me. Well, maybe it's because you're not walking the path that's set before you. Maybe it's because you're not carrying your load. You know, I used to think, man, my dad was always just getting on me. He was getting on me because I had things I had to get done. Things that were important. And I didn't need to be wasting my day sitting there in bed just being a slugger. I tell you what, I, I love uh, how the Bible portrays things. And uh, I love how it says, uh, you know, you know, it was talking about the ox, and I, I won't be able to find it and read it quick enough, but it was talking about the ox and how if the crib's clean, oh, how great that is, but there's no, you're not using your ox. I put it in my words. You've got to be getting out there and getting after it when the Lord asks you to because our wave is swiftly coming to the beach. Our wave is swiftly coming to a point where everything's going to change. You think about this. Ten years from now, how many more faces aren't going to be here? How many more faces are not going to be sitting in the pews? The Lord really hit me hard with that not too long ago. He said, Jordan, if you're not in your spot, who's going to fill it? And he said, I want, and he listed off all the folks. God willing, I hope they last forever, but will be soon be going on. And I thought, Lord... Those are all the people I rely on. Lord, those are all the people that I have so much power in. Lord, why, why, why can't they just last forever? The point is, when one wave goes out, another wave comes in. There's a place for you in this church. 
There's a place for you in your life to show people Jesus Christ. And if you're not showing them Christ, if you're not helping them through the hard times, you're making the hard times worse. And uh, I'm telling you folks, I, I didn't know I was going to preach all this, but this is just what the Lord gave me. If you're not helping, you are hurting. It says don't be a stumbling block, but be a stepping stone. How many of us are actually able to be used as a stepping stone this morning? How many of us woke up to go be placed on the path so that somebody can use us to get where they need to go to get to an old altar like this? Thank God that there was people set aside for me when I was eight years old sitting back there. Thank God there was people standing there for me to reach on when they said, Jordan, you need to be a preacher. you talking about hard. I didn't want to do that job at all. You know, I think about how many times when bad things would come in different people's lives, whether it be cancer, sickness, you know, family troubles, whatever, there would be folks set in their place to help others. And I also remember the times where those other folks weren't there. They were nowhere to be found. They were too busy partying and getting drunk in the world. They were too busy on drugs. They were too busy just sitting at home being lazy. They were too busy sitting over here running their mouth about this or that and not worrying about the good things of the Lord. You know what? I, I remember those folks. And it breaks my heart every time some of those memories come up. But praise God, I'm thankful for the ones that stood for Jesus. I'm thankful for the ones that woke up saying, God, I don't know what you've got for me today, but I'm willing to do it. I don't know what you've got set aside for me, but God just blessed me to be able to try you know, what a great idea to try and live for the Lord. How hard it is. I tell you, I'm, I've figured that out real quick. It is hard to live for the Lord when you constantly let yourself get in the way. But when you, when you remove yourself, it is real easy to live for God. Why? Because we're not there to get in His way. We're not there to hinder Him. God's good this morning. I'll tell you what, I don't really feel like giving an invitation. That's just not, not where I feel like going. I, I don't know why, but the Lord's kind of hit me like, hit me that way. And uh, I'm thankful to be here. And uh, this may be odd, but uh, I'm going to ask if anybody does have a song, but the Lord just must wanted me to preach that and be done. But does anybody have a song or testimony? If not, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want you to take what the Lord gave you this morning. And I want you to go out those doors. And I want you to take heed of what He said. I want you to actually think about it. Yep, I forgot about that. Blaine's got an out. Got uh, two announcements. Uh, one, next Sunday morning we will have a baptism. Second announcement is a wedding announcement for Taylor Goulet, Colton Brown. It's Saturday, August the 7th, 3.30 here at the church. Reception will follow at the Civic Center, and there is an RSVP sign-up sheet in the foyer. Anybody else have anything? Sometimes you don't have a chance to make things right. Yeah. Sometimes that wave crashes and it's just over. The, the Lord's given it to you just to cancel out. But people need to take inventory and say, I didn't have opportunity. 
I need to move when God gives me opportunity to move. Yeah. Because one of these days, your time's going to run out. And if you're not prepared, there's no other place to get prepared. you got to do it with the Lord calls. Yeah, that's true. Anybody else have anything? I know it was kind of an odd service. Um, I don't know why the Lord gave it to me that way. I really don't. But that's just the way, uh, way it needs to be. Um, but really, take heed in your heart. Where do you stand this morning? What are you doing? I mean, like I said, I don't feel like giving an altar call. And maybe that's for somebody to get a little fear in them. I don't know. But uh, we're thankful to be here. Thank you for your prayers. Appreciate that, but nobody else has anything. I'm going to ask, uh, let's ask Jordan to dismiss us in prayer.